0: Thanks for joining us for another Faith Horizons podcast. The purpose of a Faith Horizons podcast is to discover the kingdom of God in Kansas City, one conversation at a time. Today I have with me Chris Gall again. We're going to be learning a little bit more about what leadership coaching is and how it helps. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Nathan. So Chris, can you share with us a little bit of experience? I know that you're a a Marine veteran. And so uh, do you have any experience in helping other leaders achieve their their goals in the military or in normal life that you'd like to share with us?
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Working with senior leaders and executives in the military, uh, and the Marines, and other branches of service, as well as small businesses and nonprofits, I've had a chance to help them create vision and high-performance cultures. So how I did that was help them cast their vision and create strategies and shift the company culture or the military culture to create coaching cultures. And uh, we moved from a command and control to collaboration, focused on combining their strengths instead of individual differences. So, in that way, everybody discovered a common identity, common purpose, and accelerated not only the individual's success, but also the organization's overall success.
0: Wow, that's great. You've had a lot of experience just working with, like you said, the military sector and also the private sector. I like how you said, you know, we're talking a little bit about that coming up with or, or getting to a common identity and a common purpose so that helps bring the Bring the people that they're leading together. Chris, can you tell me a little bit about leadership coaching and how it helps? Yeah, sure, definitely.
1: I'll give it a shot. For my about 30 years of experience in leadership coaching and development, I think a good coach gives up thinking, I know or you know all the answers. You have to give up that thought process. I don't have all the answers. And so you have to have some courage of being creative and dialogue in conversation. That's key. So I'm learning to keep in mind coaching the person and not the problem. For example, a consultant, and most people know this, a consultant is considered the expert who comes into an organization or a company and says, look, this is how we know it works because I'm the expert and this is how we do it. We come in and if you do this, X, Y, or Z, you're going to get this result because we know this works our way. However, being a good coach is not that consultant, not that expert. Being a good coach is creating a learning environment, creating conversation and helping the person find solutions to their problem and not give them the answer.
0: Well, that's really good. I really like what you said. I especially like how you brought up like creating a, a learning environment for the individual so that they can definitely, you definitely want if you're coaching somebody for for them to partner with you in their own growth. You can't accomplish things for them.
1: Yeah, right. Definitely. You just hit another key word. What coaching is all about, especially for me, part of my philosophy is partnering. I'm your thought partner to help you clarify through conversation what you need to do or you know where you need to go there's also four elements i believe that are under that you know under underpinning to good coaching first one is clarity and the second one is accountability the third one is follow through and number four of course is results and let's face it That's probably the reason why somebody is hiring a coach or someone like me. They're expecting to get new or more results or better results, not only for themselves, their team or their organization. So in clarity, you you find in the conversations and that's where a, a good coach can be a better or deeper listener and help the leader get unstuck. And points of resistance or in fear, and move into seeing greater possibilities for taking action. That's clarity and accountability. The second one would be that's where a coach can help build accountability and support for the leader, because then that also equals follow through for the leader to take action, which gets to the result, you know, their investment the outcome that they were expecting or that they've been envisioning and working towards. Yeah. That's what I think is really key. The, the clarity, the accountability, the follow through and to getting the result.
0: Wow. That's a really good way. You, you've got it all down, uh, provided a lot of clarity to a potential client and, and also, also yourself and being able to succinctly describe those, those four items that they're going to, working through and the outcomes that you are trying to accomplish as sweet generous leadership is you are trying to accomplish, you know, clarity for them to have clarity, them to have more accountability. They have to take part. So they have to follow through and take action on what they say they're going to do. And then also ultimately get to the result there, the desired results, or even better than what they were hoping for when they initially um, started working with you. Based off your experience, what is not coaching and what is coaching?
1: Not coaching is giving advice and giving the answer. You ask open-ended questions and you listen to the person's conversation and situation. You ask, you don't tell, and you listen, and you ask again, you don't tell. It could be as simple as that. Within our minds, we get so excited that we want to be the helper and be the problem solver and have the fix or the solution. We have to put on the brakes.
0: So you're suggesting that coaching is not just telling people what to do. It's asking an open-ended question. So how does asking an open-ended question help?
1: Nathan, that's a great question. In my experience, also, questioning is the process that works best when it's tailored to the leader's unique situation. So as a thinking partner, without judgment, that's another good coaching skill to have. A thinking partner is also one without having judgment on who you're coaching because they are going to share what's on their heart and mind, You know, their frustrations, their challenges, they are right in front of them. And so I have to stay curious to be that good thinking partner, to be that good listener, to help them think more broadly for their own selves. There's where I don't tell. There's there's part that part. And I would say also asking the right questions to facilitate their inner curiosity. And that can change and it could be so incredibly exciting and impactful when that happens. When somebody has this an aha, or whatever it's called moment, it changes the way they see themselves. And then the problem can just shift. And they go, now I do have a solution to my problem. I'm not stuck. They are inspired with confidence, and they can put steps into action and Move forward, even if it is a small step. That's how coaching questions can work.
0: Yeah, that's really great. Like you said, it's about stimulate, asking the right questions about stimulating their inner curiosity. So to help them get to their next aha moment. You're so
1: right. And that's a key skill of a good coach, asking key questions and learning also the discipline of waiting And that's hard to do sometimes where there's silence, but that's okay. Silence can be good. And sometimes we don't want that silence. We want to fill the air with more of our thoughts and speak them out. That could ruin the thought process of somebody trying to get unstuck or figure something out themselves. Because I have to also be reminded that I honor that person's, I respect that leader. I respect that person, their thought process, their free will as me being also, I'm not their coworker. I'm not their peer. I'm not their direct report. I'm not their shareholder, their board member, whatever. However, that I need to be reminded to be respectful of their free will and their mind.
0: So in coaching, silence can be golden. Like you said, you don't want to interrupt their thought process to get to the solution they need to find.
1: Yeah, that's key. What you just said right there, they have a free mind. They have a free will. They have a freedom of choice to creatively come up with what their vision is, what might be their resistance, what might be their blind spots, what action they need to take. And that's what's so cool and so exciting about one of the reasons I enjoy coaching so much. Everyone is uniquely different. And so everybody has their own human uniqueness and also their own unique leadership. Yeah. And asking great questions, they also learn to do that themselves. And that's how I helped others create within their teams or their organization, a coaching culture to have those important conversations and discussions and dialogue.
0: One of the things you continue to bring up, and I think it's really awesome, is just about listening to a the individuals that you work with. So I really think, you know, it must be vital creating a a trust environment because you're asking them to trust you and openly share some of their problems and maybe some of the pain they feel so that help them figure out the solutions that they need.
1: Right. That's that's also key. That's so important. Help them find ways to figure it out.
0: Let me ask another question then. How big uh, of a deal is trust in a coach relationship?
1: Trust is everything. And that that's one of my main core strengths. We have to establish that from the very beginning. Because if you don't know, like and trust me, that's key. That's almost uh, the top three that's been around and working with people in business or even in your neighborhood, in your community. Know, like, and trust. Hey, you have somebody you can recommend to get this done for me, whatever it is. Yeah, I got so-and-so. Oh, good. Do you know him? Yeah, because I know, like, and trust him. That's why I'm recommending him. So that's important to build that trust early on. And then another key element that's important for me that I share is communication. We have to be openly communicating. And that's part of having that trust.
0: Without, yeah, without trust, that would not be possible.
1: That's right. And if you don't have that open communication, solid foundation of trust, then you can't move to greater impact and you can't move others to do the same thing, you know, or to to follow the same goal or vision. So the reverse is establishing that trust positive is having to establish trust, communication for greater impact and helping others have greater impact as well. That's where I come in to help you leverage the proven strategies I know that you learn to get exceptional results for those leaders to do. I, that's another thing about the coaching. The consultant is the one that's going to come in and pretty much do the work.
0: Wow. You, you brought up a good point. You know, a lot of times, like because you've got so much experience, you've, you've seen, Hey, I could really help this person. I could help them find the solutions that they need. Does it, Sometimes bother you when you see that you could help somebody find solutions do you have do you find it hard to sometimes just leave somebody alone because you you know you might not be the right fit to help them find the solutions yes
1: and then on the other hand no depending on the situation depending on who it is and what they need i may not be the one they need because i'm not a therapist They might need a therapist because their struggles or challenges are not in a performance, personal or professional performance coaching lane, for example. Might be more physical, you know, medical or mental or, you know, marriage or family or something. However, if I know somebody, then maybe I'll recommend them. That's all I can do. And then on the other hand, it may not be, you know, I'm not the one for them. It may not be that way. I don't know if the right fit is the right word for it and also may not be the right timing. It sometimes happens that way. We didn't work together now, but we're not able to work together now. However, in the future we might, you never know.
0: That's a good point, Chris. Sometimes, you know, you're able to insert a few pieces of advice to help someone, but other times it's just not the right time. And it takes time to build trust and relationship And like you said before, to know, like, and trust a person, but it's always good to, like you said, you might not get them on the first pass, but there might be a second pass to where you're able to help them. And
1: another exciting part about being a coach is you have to be one that believes in the other person is going to do great things. You have to believe that they're going to change and do exciting things for the better. That's another exciting part about being a coach that I relish in. There's a power in believing in someone else. And so helping them is also encouraging to me for someone else to get better.
0: You're just basically saying, you know, you believe that the other person has a potential to do great things and you're trying to help help along maybe the the incubator process for them to get to those great things.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't say like I have a special gift or crystal ball. However, I do have this, I would say, talent, if you will, where I see in others the potential they have in themselves. So if I'm a part of helping them get closer to their vision, you know, and and achieve what they want to achieve, not only for themselves and their team or their business for the organization, that's also exciting. And so that's one of the reasons why I do this. And so based on my work and my knowledge and my decades of experience working with with other leaders, I know what works and I know what doesn't. However, I'm also open to learn from what's what's working now, you know, that that may be new. So I look at it this way. You probably heard this too, is the future holds unlimited possibilities. So the future hasn't happened yet. We knew this podcast was going to happen. When it's done, we could actually change it because you recorded it and it will be in the past. The past you can't change. It's like you probably heard this before. The rearview mirror, it's on your window. The front windshield, the rearview mirror is placed on the front windshield to give you a quick look to what's behind you. That's it. That's all you want to do is take a quick look. You can't change what's behind you. You can only change what's in front of you in that big windshield as you drive forward, as you're driving down the road. So that's kind of how our vision is in leadership or in our life. We can't change the past because it's already done. So that's one of my other philosophies of leadership coaching. You move forward so you have suggestions to help you move forward. Not you messed up last week. You can't change last week. Learn from it.
0: That's so true. As you were suggesting, the window that we look out of to go forward is a very broad. We have a very broad view of the future and we have a large view of the future. But what they give us to look backwards is a sometimes like a three by four inch little mirror. And that's all the view you need of the of the reverse of the back view, because what's in front of you is is what you can change and and you still have control over. Whereas what's in the past is, or what's coming up from behind is not usually as important. Wow, Chris, we've been able to learn quite a bit about you. You listen to people, you've got some solutions to help them get greater clarity, accountability. Of course, they're going to have to put in some effort, but they're going to get good results with your organization. You listen to people and you hear them and then You're going to help them by asking questions so that they can make choices to get to where they want to go. Is there anything else you'd you'd like to say to a potential person who'd like to work with sweet, generous leadership? Is there anything else that they can expect when working with sweet, generous leadership?
1: Yeah, Nathan, definitely. Sure. Thank you so much. I would say that not only businesses are struggling now with high performance, their leaders are struggling with higher performance themselves and they're not able to get their teams to work together better. So I'm here to change that. And I can help with my work experience, my knowledge and decades of leadership experience working with leaders in high performance organizations, small and large. I can help you climb the mountain if that's your goal. I can help you climb the mountain and then once you've reached that one, you reached that summit you got another goal. The next one should be to move on to the next mountain. And so I would say to you that if your core purpose is like a star to always be chased forever on the horizon, let me help you not chase it anymore and reach it and achieve it.
0: Yeah, that's so, that's so good. What you're offering is you're offering them another person to work with to help them find solutions to the problems that they're facing in their everyday leadership life or their personal lives. So Chris, we're towards the end of the podcast today and we'd just like to ask, do you have any solutions, actionable solutions that people can take advantage of today to help them out? Sure, definitely.
1: Besides getting a coach, hiring a coach to help you with your challenges and frustrations, I would leave you with problem-solving solution or problem-solving strategy. And it's G-E-T, get, G-E-T, G, G, generate options, E, establish solutions, T, take action. Real simple, G-E-T.
0: That sounds great. Well, make sure that that strategy is in the show notes as well as making sure that Sweet Generous Leadership, www.SweetGenerousLeadership is also in the show notes. So Chris, thanks again for being a part of the Faith Horizons podcast. It was great to learn more of your heart for sweet, generous leadership. Thanks for having me again. This
1: is exciting.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for another Faith Horizons podcast. We look forward to sharing more conversations from the Kingdom of God in Kansas City. If you'd like to partner with the Faith Horizons mission to discover the Kingdom of God in Kansas City, one conversation at a time, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash faith horizons. Thank you so much.